Hi everyone, welcome to the Painters Podcast. In today's podcast, Len and myself are going to talk about marketing a painting business. We'll give you some ideas, some ways of looking outside the box uh, of what you may normally look at and take a risk. You know, there's some different things out there that, uh, that come up in today's topic. So, uh, yeah, we hope you enjoy. Sit down, listen in and enjoy the show. I don't mind that song. No, it's not bad at all. Hey, Glenn. Hey, yeah. We're at it again. At it again. Here we go. Oh, we're having a bit of fun here, guys. That's um, yeah, the, the you know. microphones, the, the all the gadgets. You it's know, all toys. It's awesome. It's, it's the know, camera. Yeah. We're pumping everything out, and it's it's really looking good. I think. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, I think it looks good. I really uh, enjoy it. No, yeah. right. no, fabulous. So look, we um, yeah, we're today. What we're going to look at and have a quick chat about is marketing a painting business. Nobody cares. Da, 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 da. <laughs> I, I, no, it's pretty easy actually. Yeah. I get it all word from men. Oh yeah, it's all word work. It's all referral work. work. I've, I've never had to spend a cent on marketing. Yeah, try hiring thirty painters off fucking referral. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it doesn't quite work, does it? No, like. Um, if you're a one or two men band, yeah, yeah, you might get away it, with it. That. It depends on what you want to do, right? Yeah. You know, marketing is something that uh, is uh, it's a bit of a passion of mine. Yep. I like it. I enjoy it. Uh, it's so much better than, than painting, uh, <laughs> for me at least. It is, anyway. <laughs> um, but in all honesty, it's it's what makes the world go round. Um, yep. You know, so hopefully today we can get into a bit. I think it might be a bit too much for one podcast. I think we might, oh, we might get a couple out of this topic. Yep. And it, it really de- determines on how much of a rabbit hole you want to go down. Um, I think if we stick to today just to general different ideas, and then what we might look at is digging a bit deeper into each individual one down the track. Down the track, yeah. You know, I mean, I know when, you know, from your experience, my experience, you know, going way back, marketing-wise, when I had my painting business back in the, the late 90s, early 2000s, all we had was yellow pages, local paper, and letterbox drops. Yeah, that's it. There's no such thing as the internet. Yeah, you know, we no. had faxes. Yeah, that was great. We had a fax. Couldn't send an email. <laughs> fax you know, we used to actually for for everyone's going to laugh. We used to actually post quotes. Yeah, we used to stick them. Yeah. You know, lick, lick yeah. the stand, stick it on, and post it. Yeah. That was yeah. Well, if you, if you couldn't do it in the in, on the spot. Back when stamps were only ten cents a bloody stamp. Exactly. Now they're a dollar. I know. Maybe two dollars. There you go. Whereas you know, very different back in my day to to the internet marketing and your Facebook and your Twitter and all your your other fun stuff that you play with. Yeah, I, th- I think that like the concepts of marketing stay stay the same, right? Yeah. We want to get our brand, our business, our service in front of as many eyeballs that are targeted that want to buy our shit. Yeah. Okay, like, let's call it for what it is. Whether it's a widget, a gadget, a Kardashian, a painter, it doesn't matter. Right? No. We want to get as many people in front of our product or service as possible that have the money to buy our stuff. Yep. That's the idea. But when we start peeling that back, we start to go, well, Okay, great. If I had a hundred grand and I could just shotgun a hundred grand, of course I'm going to get leads. Yeah. Like any any moron will be able to get leads. Yep. Yep. Okay. So then we start to look at okay. So if you had a hundred, you know, hundred thousand dollars of monopoly money that was not yours. Yep. Where would you spend your hundred Gs? Cool. Socials. Socials. Okay. Good. Yes, mate. Socials. So, so we go socials. Okay. Great. So. You know, you know, so then we got 100 Gs. So are we going to dump 100 Gs into Facebook? Are we going to dump 100 Gs into Insta? Are we going to dump 100 Gs into Twitter? Like, it, like you see, no, you got a lot. You got to go. Okay, you need to do test and spread, okay. and make sure that you, you're doing the like. As I said, we had three forms, and then of course you have word of mouth. So what you're describing in, in modern traditional terms is multi-channel marketing. Yeah. Okay. So 
the, the way that they, they categorize multi-channel marketing is almost uh, in the same terms of a, of a term called omnipresence. So if you talk about a, a mythical being like like God, he is omnipresent. He is here at all times, sees everything. Yep. And so in our marketing, the, the gold standard would be omnipresence. So if you look at Coca-Cola, for instance, uh, they've got billboards. You go to every freaking shop, you go to Coles, Woolworths, the local store down the road, they are omnipresent yep. everywhere, oh. especially from a from a, a beverage branding perspective. Yep. Every every sporting club out there has a Coke fridge. Yeah, that's right, except KFC. Yeah, because they have <laughs> Pepsi. They got Pepsi. Right? And so you've got omnipresence versus maybe Hercules. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, exactly. It's, exactly. It's not comparable. And so... When we look at our, our painting business, our tiling business, our trade business, our, our Kardashian business, it's all the same. It's on yep. the, the, the gold standard is omnipresence. And so if we've got that mythical 100 Gs, it's like, how do we create omnipresence in our marketplace? Like, I don't ask Maccas and make $2 hamburgers. Well, <laughs> so, and they still make profit out of $2 hamburgers. Uh, you, so this is where, this is where the... And this is what excites me so much about marketing, okay? Yep. And that is the fact that, like, you know, look, I, I, I'm a painter by trade, okay? So, you know, you say what you want about being a craftsman, okay? So there's there's a side of the, of, of the coin where it's like, I'm a craftsman, I get all my work from referral. That marketing jazz is dirty. Salesmanship is dirty business to me, okay? Yep. But McDonald's, like, with all, with all due respect, they don't make the best hamburgers because the burgers are better at home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. um, and I can tell you now, you go to Gordon Ramsay's joint, burgers are better there too. Yep. But the thing is, is McDonald's make billions and billions of dollars because they, they sell a product that people want. They It's convenient. Like they're hitting, they're, they're, it's like a... A mythical like lock, like they're picking the lock to the customer's mind, like a like a combination of like check, convenience, check, mm. convenience, you know, yeah. price, check, you know, speed, check. And is the food garbage? Well, mate, you leave it out for a couple of days, and maggots won't even eat it. No. But when we eat it, it's, it's loaded with MSG or whatever it is, allegedly, mm. and <laughs> and you know we don't even know what's in it. And so, but the marketing is what brings you in continually. Exactly, and we're getting. We're not talking. And then, then you got. Uh, you know, you're going to have painters and stuff saying, "Well, I'm a craftsman. All my way." Blah, blah, blah. You know, okay, I'm not talking about that sort of thing. Okay, we're talking about flooding, like flooding your business with so many phone calls that you want to throw your phone at the wall. Yep. And I am not exaggerating when I say a hundred to two hundred phone calls or inquiries within seven days. I am not exaggerating in any way, shape, no. or form. And it's like, do you have the capacity to handle 150 phone calls between Monday and Sunday? Yeah. There, aren't, there aren't many out there that could. No, and so this is marketing, right? And that and bigger businesses like, you know, the, the 5 million, the 10 million, the 20 million, and look, there is painting contractors out there that freaking turn over $20 million a year. Oh, yeah. They yeah. are, those whales are yeah. out there. Um, and so where are they getting their leads from? Uh, like, are, are they are they paper bagging it under the table? Do they have relationships? So now, like, now, now we're starting to get that 100 Gs and we're going, we're starting to peel the can back and be like, well, what forms? Yep. So I guess... You know, if we if we want to get into it, what forms of marketing are there? Well, there is there's two sides, right? So we've got inbound. Inbound, you know, it comes to us through some form of action. Yep. And that could be a, a money related action. It could be a time related action. So we've got inbound leads. Yep. Could we, be a sign. It could be a sign. Could be a sign. The neighbor's getting the house painted. Your sign's on that house. It's an inbound lead. Okay. Yep. They are calling you. Okay. Then you've got. Um, basically outbound. Mm -hmm. So, yep. you know, what, what's outbound? Well, that's that's a team of people in a boiler room making a thousand calls a day. Yep. And people will be like, well, why would a painting business make a thousand calls a day? Well, why would a business make $20 million a year? Exactly. That's your why, right? Yeah. And so, you know, how are these, 
how are these B2B relationships created? Mm -hmm. Through a phone call, through yeah. a touch point. So through some form of outbound, you know, connection. Yeah. And, of so course, when you're talking those outbound connections, you're not talking about you're going to have someone there sitting on the phone ringing Mrs. Smith homeowner, Mrs. Smith homeowner, Mrs. Nah. Smith homeowner. We're talking about ringing the, the real estate agents, mm -hmm. just targeting a specific insurance companies. Correct. You know, um, body corps. You look, look at the direct ones for those. Not We're not talking your, your, your Mr. and Mrs. Smiths. That's exactly right. Like, we have to look at it, that especially in our trade as painters, there's two distinct forms, or you could go into three, but technically there's two distinct forms. There is residential and there is commercial. Yep. You could go, there's industrial and there's ruse. Okay, okay. There's residential and there's commercial. Call industrial, commercial, I don't care what you call it. It's certainly not residential. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yep. Um, so when you're dealing with res uh, residential customers, a lot of the time that's going to be through two forms, either uh, inbound or basically outbound with a, like, you, you, the outbound is so minute because you can't cold call people. So the only outbound that you can do is through your own physical outbound marketing, such as yep. sending them an email or sending them a text message because you're like they, they may have already uh, called you or been a previous customer. But they've already been inbound. They've already been, been inbound at some stage. You're not gonna you're not gonna just pick up the phone, hi oh, Mrs. Smith, do you own a house? Does your house need painting? So it doesn't happen. So there is a, a form of outbound that you can do to homeowners. Yeah. Um, and that is in the form uh, and Americans are big for this in that's door to door. Yeah, letterbox drops. Um, so, you know, you can do that. Well, letterbox drops are a bit different because they are technically inbound. Inbound, because you're leaving the information for them to contact. Yeah, that's right. I'm physically talking. Hi, I can see that you've got uh, some, some gross that you got this. Did you want that fixed? Mm. We can give you a quote for that. Yeah. And then you get told to piss off. That here in Australia, that doesn't sort of cut it, I think. No, but mind you, I've had tree hoppers coming up and on my door. I'm on acreage. Yeah. You know, did you hire No. <laughs> <laughs> Chopped them down myself. Because <laughs> <laughs> they would have robbed you. Exactly. Exactly. Um, Chainsaw was cheaper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Probably 10 chainsaws yeah. were cheaper yeah. for the one tree. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. But uh, so you've got these these different forms, right? And so then you're like, okay, great. So. All right, so glad we've got our outbound, which is you know cold calling and going to knock on doors and maybe going to introduce ourselves to real estate agents that don't want to know your face. Yep. Um, because you know, let's face it, they get that all the time by yep. small contractors. You know, and it's like you come once, yeah, great, that's cute. Come twice, three, four, four five, six times. They're like, you're pissing me off, but yeah, I'll use you. Yep. So, so there's a layering effect, and this is where that omnipresence come in, right? So. If we've got, uh, you know, let's say we've got outbound going on, right? Yep. So if we make an outbound request to, a, you know, let's say body corporate, and then we do it once, how many times do you think we need to touch them before, like, they want to go out on a date with us? Oh. Multiple times. Yeah. And so yeah. omnipresence works where you engage with the customer in some form or fashion, but then over a period of, you know, 60 uh, 30, 30, uh, 30, 60, 90, 180, 360 days, you've got multiple forms of marketing touching that individual, such yeah. as, you know, you've engaged with them, you give them a call, they tell you to piss off, then they see an ad, then they see a YouTube video, then they see, you understand, like you're layering this on, yeah. and then they start stalking you. It's market branding. It's market branding. Whereas the cost of market branding back in the day was excessively high. Because we can target yeah. Well, that was, that was, I mean, like I said before, we had yellow pages and local papers. Mm -hmm. Now, I can tell you, for yellow pages, I was spending about 15 grand a year. Yeah. In, and I didn't have a big, massive, I had mm -hmm. a, a half page ad. <laughs> it wasn't like it was, you know, yeah. but that was a form of advertising that direct to consumer. Direct consumer that, you know, we're in the first three pages of painters. And that's why to, people have AAA, AAA painters. That's right. They're right, 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 right up the front. That's it. AAA A1. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Then from there, the the um, I was spending just in the local papers. Yeah. Probably the best part of twenty grand. Yeah, I believe it. You know, and that was once again not a big ad. It was only. But it was large enough. Sometimes. 
and targeted to direct areas that, that you know, I was in six or seven local papers mm -hmm. back then, so it was covering the majority of Brisbane I wanted to work in. Mm -hmm. And um, I made sure that my ad was bigger than the other one, so yep. it was at the top. And you got to pay. And you have to pay. So very different today. So when you look at that, residential, commercial, so what's the difference between a residential customer and a commercial? Now, we're not talking because part of our hierarchy where we talk about inbound, outbound, we have other tenants of marketing. Yep. Okay, so, you know, uh, that and that will lead back to that, right? So if we've got other tenants of marketing, we've got affiliate. Okay, yep. so let's just say I'm selling freaking cans of Coke and the reason why Coke sells so many cans of Coke is because they license the syrup. Okay, so so the difference is is they're almost so all of the McDonald's and all these people they're almost almost like affiliates for Coke because they make money out of that. And so, what about if you've got a relationship with like the pest control guy that does five hundred homes a year, and every time he does a pest control, he leaves a little shore paint sticker, or you know every time uh, you know the real estate agent leaves a proposal on the table on the back of that there's a shore paint logo on that proposal yeah. or, or some form right so people may call them referrals but referrals don't get paid no affiliates get paid. paid so i sell your shit for you or i give you the introduction and i pay you yep not the old-fashioned money in a paper bag but rather you know oh you know if i get this job i'll pay 500 bucks that's fair why else would they refer me so there's a bit of a, a to and fro going So that's a, a, a referral relationship. But once we get past those things, that's, uh, sorry, a affiliate reason. Once we get past those things, that's when those referrals do kick in. Yep. And that's where the money is really made because we don't have to spend that money on acquisition. As you said, you spend all this bloody money on, oh, on acquisition. Before I even got a job. Before I even got a quote. That's right. So that was, was the only place we could do it. And so with B2B or, or, or commercial-based sales, or marketing in comparison to residential sales in the residential component we have no choice it is a one-off sales model in the hope to get referrals or or um not affiliates but referrals on the back end yeah okay yep and referrals uh, are basically you know your friend your mum you know you know exactly the yeah. neighbor the the you know i mean when people traditionally people get their house painted they want to show it off I agree. You know, and so they'll have friends over, they'll have people over, come and have a look, you know, come over for a dinner party, come over for a barbecue, come over for something like that. Oh, the place looks great. Oh, who did you paint him? Oh, so, you know, Glenn, or whoever it might be, you know. So that then, oh, you've got their number, you've got their card or something like that. So you turn them into your referrers. Correct. Yes. Um, you know, some people call them raving fans, you know, yep. like, you know uh, it, it depends on which way you, you, you cut the mustard. But here's some math, and look, I, I left school in grade 10, right, so I'm not very, and I fail math, so just bear with me. So let's just say, if, if I said to you, for every time I sold a hamburger, yep. that person that I sold the hamburger to, for every two people I sold the hamburger to, one of those two people will tell their friend about it and they'll buy a hamburger. Yep. So that's a 50% referral rate, which is yep. like excessively high, right? Yeah. That's just selling hamburgers. Okay, so for every two hamburgers I sell, I'll sell one because of, yeah. So for every house that you paint, so people say that their business is based on referrals. Okay, great. So yep. if you paint 30 houses a year, of those 30 houses, 15 people will refer you for next year. Mm. Uh, I would say. Where's, where's the other 15 going to come from? The math doesn't work out because of that 15, seven will refer because it's a 50% yeah. convert, like referral. Right. Right. So, so where are you marketing to find that other 50%? You your... still have to, yeah. You should. What do you start to... today? No, no, no. You start today with 10 painters this year and you're going to draw. <laughs> <laughs> and then all of a sudden you're down to two and, a, and an apprentice. So three years later. Whereas, okay, this is the flip side. Okay. Now, if I'm spending money direct to customer or even commercial doing outbound, Yep. And then I'm going to generate a hundred customers every month or every year through direct mar or through my marketing acquisition. Yep. Now I'm going to spend money. What would you? Yeah. You know, like oh, fancy I spend money. Yeah. Yeah. Fancy that. But fifty percent of those people are going to become referrals. So yep. I'm going to do hundred and fifty jobs. But then next year, I'm not going to not spend any money on marketing. I'm going to spend even more money on marketing. 
because those 50 jobs that I got from my referrals, I didn't have to spend any money. More money. Yeah. That's right. So if normally I was spending $1 on advertising and I was getting $10 back, well, I got another 50% more jobs I didn't have to spend anything. So now my $1 on advertising turns into $15 out. Yep. You know, if, if you were a smart man. No, $15 in. Uh, for, yeah, $15 in. $1 out. Yeah. $1, yeah. If I was a smart man, I would take my whole $15 and put it back into the machine to get another even yeah. more out. That's right. Because that's how my advertising works. You put $1 into a machine and it spits out proverbial money, just like the golden goods, because that's what—that's the power of advertising. That's the power yep. of marketing. And so once we start undertaking omnipresence and omnichannel marketing, so multi-channel marketing where we're doing outbound, okay? We're yep. doing inbound. We're doing affiliates. We're doing referrals. Then what's happening is we have the ability of generating leads that are one-off sales with, I don't know, maybe 20, 30, 40, 50, 80%. Look, in painting, probably 85% are one-off sales. Oh, no, more. absolutely. It could be only 50% are one-off sales that you'll never get anything again, you know, from right. that. You won't get a referral. You won't get, you know, you, you get zip unless you're spending more money to get that. Would you say that a 95% satisfaction rate is pretty high? In today's market, like, yeah. so if I had to serve 100 customers a hamburger mm -hmm. or a steak dinner as a restaurateur, yep. 95 of my customers would say, yeah, it's pretty good. Yep. That, that's a pretty high, that's a high, high standard. So yep. that means for every 100 jobs that you paint or for every, you know, five of them are going to turn to shit. Yep. That's still a 95% satisfaction rate. Yep. And so, you know... Most of the time, with smaller contractors, they probably have like a 99% satisfaction, and they're probably still getting a 30 or 40% referral rate. So, it's like, like, and so it backs up the, the iteration of, of, you know, and, and then they might say, Yeah, but I, I do work for builders. That's where my referrals come from. No, no, that, that's not a referral. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> no. Sorry, sir. You're missing the point here. Like, so when you've got residential sales or when you've got B2C, which is yep. business to customer or consumer or whichever you want, you want, you want to cut the mustard, those individuals are money in, money out. Yep. So $1 in, $10 out. Money in, money out. With the potential of the referral on a percentage basis. So for mm. every 10 I do, I might get two referrals. That's what I was going to say. 20% is probably the best you're going to get. 100%. So then you might look at it and say, well, when it comes to, to marketing, what inbound and outbound actions can I do to generate more than 20%? Because for every 10 customers I serve, 9.5 of them will be satisfied. Yeah, that's And right. then of those 9.5, Right, well, let's just say it's nine. Yep. You know, let's round back. Really easy, easy number. Yeah, so for every 100 customers, 10 of them are going to turn to shit. So for every nine customers I have, how can I increase that to, you know, 20%, 30%, 40%? Incentivizing. Incentivizing. Incentivize them. Um, that's a good one these days with those type of customers. You'd let them know at the beginning. Hey, if or let them know, you actually have an internal referral service. For every time that someone refers you and they win the, you win the job. Pay the money. Send them a Bunnings gift card for hundred bucks. Yeah. Say thank you. Don't be a tight ass. No, send them something mm -hmm. to say thank you for your for your service, thank you for your loyalty. It's the same as I know guys out there that um, regularly or every year they send a Christmas card. Mm -hmm. Thank you. They'll send a gift basket. Thank you for your, for looking at, you know, for so this we, year. But they'll do that over a number of years. You're talking about customer retention now. Yeah. yeah. No, but they'll still refer you. Because yeah. if you are if you give them the warm fuzzies and then, you so, know. So I have a plumber. It'll um, that way. When we renovated the, the toilet or whatever it is that happened at home. Yeah. It was a plumber that came and stole the toilet. Yep. That was four years ago. Mm -hmm. I've got no idea who that was. Yeah. Right? But I can guarantee you, <laughs> now this is the power of marketing, guys. If that, if I got three plumbers to quote on changing that toilet, yep. and let's just say the guy that changed the toilet did a great job, pure craftsman, I am one of the 95% of his happy customers. Yep. But let's just say my plumbing company was the plumbing company that was unsuccessful because I charged three times more than what he charged and he was, whatever, right? Yep. But, it, but what happens if my marketing just continue to market to that customer. Hmm. Over the last four years, I would naturally assume 
He's the one that looked after you. He's the one that looked after me. You get what I'm saying? Exactly. Exactly. So, so that acquisition cost that I spend, right, to, to acquire that lead, or like, you know, you put that yep. 20 grand in the, in the yep. dollar ranges, that phone number that, that called you, you lost the job, right? Yeah. You called the mother and said, no, you were three times two, dear, piss off. Yeah. All right, great. Yeah, good. No I'm in business for a long But then in your marketing funnel, if yeah. you're smart. Yeah, that's right. And I'm going to market to you. And you're going to send them something every six months <laughs> or every three months. And spend time. How's yeah. your debts go? Yeah, I don't even know if you got debt. We're talking paying Yeah, paying wise, yeah, you find pressure washing yeah. house every Christmas. Well, that was like I used to do really well out of. Um, we used to contact from the office. We'd have a we kept a record of of the jobs. Yeah. Every time at, at about the twelve to fifteen month mark, we'd reach out back out to our old clients and say, "How are your decks looking? How are your handrails? Yeah. Top handrails looking? They're probably there's potentially a problem. You know, they'll be wearing, they'll be faded, they'll be." Do you want us to organise to come back out and well, to give them another cut the, or make them look a little bit better? The thing is, is you know, you could say, oh, but what about what about if they just get to come out and just get me to do touch-ups everywhere? Yeah, that's good. Cool. Cool. That's sweet. Well, send the paper out. That's what the paper is. So get them, you know, instead of being Cop tired of us, take your paper out for lunch every three months. Like, why would I take a paper out every three months? But come on, I'm trying to get some Everyone loves a feed. Everyone loves a feed. And, and, you know, obviously, you know, you know, as you can see from your shirt, you need a new, you know, painter's shirt. <laughs> Not a small one. Not a small one. So the thing is, is like, you know, paint reps generally service between four to 600 customers. Yep. Like of painters. Mm. And every painter that they see, you know what they say? What free shit can you give me? Give me a free diet. Give me a free shirt. Give me a free hat. Yep. Give me a free brush. Yep. But what about if you're the one that then takes them out for lunch mm -hmm. and you put your hand in your pocket, make anything on the menu, choose. I want ribeye on the bone, $65 for a steak. Yeah. Yeah. the same thing. Yeah. And then when you do have a problem from that idiot customer or that, that, that person that is correct and says, you know what, I've got paint fire on my western wall. Okay, great. Let's get the paint rip out. And he can have an assessment of that, let me know what that is, and then if there's any issues, if it's within warranty, sir, we will fix that free of charge. Part of our company policy, we are respectful, we are yep. reputable, but if it's not under warranty, sir, it's... I will charge you triple. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, but then, hang on, hang on, but then from there, what do you reckon the paint rep's going to do? When a customer says, "Hey, do you know any painter that might want some work done?" Well, I don't know. Or do you reckon? You know, yeah. is that is that is going to you know give you a oh look, ring lean? Yeah, ring it It's a, it's the best sixty five bucks steak I've ever had. You could call it call it bribery. You could call it. But, but, but how, how is it any different? To, so it's no difference. So, you're, you're you're just utilizing what's at your disposal. And look. It, you know, the paint reps, as much as, as, as painters, as much as we despise these people, they are a part of our industry mm -hmm. and we need to, to form great relationships with them because yep. they they operate with us, not against us. Yep. And a lot of the time, because painters are craftsmen, they'll be like, who is he to judge my work? Hmm. Well, he's a coat, like, you know, that they sell that coating that goes on the wall. And yep. If it's not done by as per manufacturer's specs and they write a report and you didn't do that, that's it. You're screwed. <laughs> So, you know, like it's it's just broader thinking. And so getting back to the marketing side, when we start looking at the commercial side of things, question is, we talked about builders. Yep. They're not residential homeowners. They're not resi. No. They're commercial. They're commercial. So with commercial customers, typically you'll see that it's a lower, lower uh, profit margin. Yep. It's recurring business. So just like with Coke, when they sell direct to consumer, in a, in a can, you chart that, you know, can of Coke was only a dollar, like, you know, for years ago. Yeah. Now it's like two, three dollars a can <laughs> on the server. Right? That's right. Exactly. And so, you know, direct to consumer will always be more expensive. But when it comes to commercial, unless you're in a specific niche, like teabagging off the side of bloody buildings, um, you know, it's a bit different. Yeah. But when it comes to generalized commercial, such as builders or, or whatever it is, there's going to be a lower profit margin. That's just how it is because it's recurring. And so you don't have to have that acquisition cost. You may spend 
let's say if I said, I'm going to spend $2,000 to acquire this bloody corporate customer, and it's going to take $2,000 worth of time, effort, money, and resources of just like taking him out for lunch and geeing him up and yeah. all the rest of it, right? But what if that $2,000 returns $20,000 worth? That's still $2 in, uh, $1 in, $20 out. Yep. Still good return. So if we do the right thing, those commercial customers will buy from us time and time and time and time and time again. Yep. So, but at a lower margin. Right. Yeah. And the reason why I'm bringing up margins here is because cost to acquire customers is, is, is the key to marketing. Because mm -hmm. it doesn't matter if we're dropping flyers or we're wobbling a signboard. We have to work out on a budgetary scale if I put $1 in or I put 10000 or my hundred grand, hundred grand, yep. how many sales do I get back? Now, if I'm spreading that hundred grand across 10 different channels, because we've spoken about channels, yep. what is the return per channel? <laughs> and if I've got a better return on, say, wobbling a signboard as opposed to yellow pages, I'm going to then funnel all my money to wobbling signboard. Because we're trying to take our money as like money soldiers, send them away and come back with the spoils of war. Hmm. Yep. Um, if, if you don't, and then you might say, well, I don't have money. Well, great. You've, you know, you're already working 40 hours, which is a part-time job. Just take up a second full-time job or a second job. I'm taking a job. <laughs> and work 80 hours yeah, or 100 week. hours a week because that's and what... do your own marketing. And do your own marketing. Go and knock on doors. Go and call, call. Go and do what you got to do. Yeah. Go take that. Yeah. Um, Otherwise, th there's no two ways to cut it. You either use capital to fund the, the adventure or you use time and resources of your own accord because your human labour is that resource. And I, I can remember going back, you did that. Yeah, <laughs> I did. I can remember, you know, Glenn, we've known each other for a lot of years. Yeah. I remember when he used to door knock. I did. Himself. He'd I go, did. Yep. So okay. you'd go painting during the day and go, and, in the and go quick shower, get changed, mm -hmm. put on some nice gloves and go knock, door knocking. Yep. And yep. I would cold call. Yep. I would drop flyers yep. until I had enough money to spend on marketing. And the, the, the difference is, is, you know, people can spend money on marketing and they can spend money on uh, paying an ad agency, which, yep. which there's nothing wrong with the right ad agency. There's nothing wrong with that. But car parts is gazillions of them out there. I know I get yeah. 20 emails a day from marketing agencies. Thankfully, they're mainly going to spam. <laughs> but I still have to go check my spam anyway and still have to filter through them. Well, well you know, they're trying to do the same thing. They're, you know, they're, they're trying to make some money. They're trying to you know, get a return on investment. And everywhere you go, you drive down the street, you see Calvin Klein on the thing, you see you know, Kardashians here on the Facebook and this and that. Yep. You know, Everybody is just trying to get an ROI on their investment to generate some sales because yeah. that's how the world goes around, right? There's nothing, there's nothing, yeah, we all like craftsman mentality. There's nothing, there's nothing dirty about sales, there's nothing dirty about marketing. Well, you, you need those, you need sales and marketing to actually be a craftsman. That's exactly because otherwise, you've got nothing to pay. But we just proved that referrals don't work, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and I don't, I don't want to come across as a smart aleck, but I kind of am a smart aleck when it comes to the shit because. You know, when you're spending uh, $1 in and, and, you know, you're doing it not with $1, but you're doing it with tens of thousands of dollars, like the marketing agencies do, what's going to happen is you're going to see very quickly, especially when you're playing with your own money. You know, it's one thing to, to play with dad's money. It's one thing to play with the bank's money. It's another thing to play with your money. And, and anybody can do this. You can go to Google. You can sign up to Google, get a free account. They'll give you a couple hundred bucks in, in, in uh, Google Ads. Great. Yep. Great. Yeah. You know what you do? You, you put in your your, uh, your credit card details or your bank card details, and you just go and spend money. That's mm -hmm. it. That's it. That you just you just evaporate money. Do up some ads. Do up some. You know, it's not hard. Whatever it's. Yeah. Two, three, four, five hundred, a thousand dollars a day. See how many leads you get. You can do it. I can do it. Nice. Everybody can do it. That's that's the beauty of Google and Facebook that they give simple people access to thousands of people to put their their message in front of. The difference is, is those that do it successfully put $1 in and get three, four, five, six dollars out from the vending machine. Mm. People that don't do it successfully might burn two, three grand and go, this Google shits doesn't work. I'm not going to put my money in there anymore. No, but, but 
It's, it's, it's yeah. a multi-billion dollar company. Advertisers all around the world are spending 50, 60, 100, 200, like millions of dollars per company every month on, on using Google yeah. ads to siphon traffic. But for your rinky dink painting business, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. So, you know, I mean, <laughs> Mac, like we, we've used the example of Coke and Maccas. Both of them use it. I see their ads all the time. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, the, the have a look at, um, what was it, a few years ago, Doritos yeah. for the Super Bowl spent a million dollars or, no, it was More $10 million dollars on a for one ad. second ad. Marketing works. It, it's, you know, those sorts of companies wouldn't be spending that. And then, like Glenn just said, just because you're a small painting company, it doesn't mean that you can't play in that circle. No, you yeah. just have to educate yourself. You have to go and find out how to do it. Go do a course. Go, actually, go Google it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Google will actually tell you how to do it, that, how to work your target market. All, all of this stuff is, is for free on YouTube. You can learn it yeah. all on YouTube. The, the self-education out there today is incredible. But yep. The thing is, is there is no there is no experience like real world experience. There is yeah. no you know, and that's that's why I said you can play with Google's money, you can play with the credit cards money, you can play with the bank's money, you can play with dad's money, but until you're playing with your hard earned dollars and you've you know, you're putting a thousand dollars in this week and you're like, Shit, I got no leads. <laughs> what did I do wrong? I just wasted a thousand dollars and I got nothing. You're gonna learn very quickly that every time that freaking phone rings and you're on a roof you're gonna answer it. <laughs> you want to answer it? Don't, don't, yeah, not answer it. Yeah, and you know, set up a system. You know, set up something in place that you don't have to answer it. It goes to someone. But then you're spending even more money. Yeah, but you know. But and so this is that that capital. Fine. This is that capital return. And look, this is historically why builders and commercial customers pay half of nothing. And yep. the margins are typically anywhere between 15 and 30%, 30% being on the high side. Really high. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You, really you talk to the guys that are in the high-rise buildings, paying those high-rise buildings, and then, you know, maybe we can get one of these guys on one day, yep. and they can tell us what their margins are, because I can guarantee it's not 40, 50%. No. But, you know. No, their margins are down probably 10 to 15. Correct, because they're getting uh, a millions of dollars worth of work yep. at a five, 10% margin, I am guessing. 10%, easy margin. Yeah. Easy numbers. Easy numbers. So a million dollar job. They're getting 100 grand. They're 100 grand. But they didn't have to pay a ship for the acquisition costs. That's right. They well, they would have originally. They would have had to take them out to buy that, that $65 state. But they've done that and they've been mates and taken them fishing and this and that over the last 10 years. And so that, that harbors that million dollars, million dollars, million dollars. All of a sudden, they've turned over $10 million for that yeah. 20 grand yeah. investment. Yeah. And, and so. That's why builders, like builders, builders that we work for, 27 a metre, 25 a metre, 32 a metre, that's why they pay us nothing. Yeah. Because you're a commodity. You didn't have to do anything other than show up with your craftsman mentality. Yep. Whether you're a tile or painter, it doesn't matter what you are. They all pay peanuts. And that's what differentiates businesses that are able to advertise, uh, capture the client's attention, sell that client, and acquire that customer for less than it costs to do it in a replicatable fashion. Yep. Because if I said to you, I have to spend $300 to acquire a $10,000 customer, the first thing any body with a brain would say, well, how many more can I buy? For $300 I spent, I'm getting $9,700 back. Are you serious? And that's... That's the... That's the basis of marketing. That's the basis of marketing. And now whether you can do it right or do it wrong, or that's why... And that sort of thing's trial and error. Oh, you know, it, it, you know Clean will tell you how many tens of thousands of <laughs> years. I know I've done the same. Oh, yeah. We've just that, looked at that you know, what's, gonna work, what's not going to work. How do you get to the right client? What clientele are you trying to get to? And this is how you target the person that wants their house painted. It's a part of that targeting, right? So you know, with the newspapers, you know, you're you're literally <clears throat> advertising in a newspaper, hoping whoever picks up the freaking newspaper then then goes through the newspaper. Is, is actually look, looking. And so of the 20,000 people that look at it, maybe only 100 people need to paint on Yep. And so it's... it's. And then, of course, you're in that ad, only 100 people want to paint up, but you're in that ad with 20 other people. That's exactly right. On the same page. So, and do you, you know, so how do you step out and how do you stand out and what do you do to actually jump out to them? Well, and that's where it comes down to multi 
levels, as in brand awareness. Brand, you know, at the end of the day, brand awareness is massive. You know, I mean, you'd know now, even you know, with your little ears, yeah. you drive past the Maccas. Oh yeah, they see. They see. They, they see the golden arches. They know what it is. But and they, you know, what two and four. Yeah, yeah. Three and a half and one. Three and a half and one. There you go. They know because it becomes ingrained into them. They got the Maccas ads on. Tummy tummies or whatever the, the my daughter sees our our shore paint brand and she goes, Daddy, work. Yeah. <laughs> She's sitting there. Yeah. And so, you know, the first question you gotta ask yourself is, do you have branding? Like the like first and foremost, right? So you don't even have to spend any money on, on all of this crap that we're talking about, right? Literally, if you want a return straight away, the best return that you can ever get is to not be a cheapo and use the paint shop shirts, but to just buy you guys some shirts. Don't charge your blokes for freaking shirts. No. Like, Give them to them. Mar- it's a marketing and, thing. And as soon as the shirts are ripped and torn, use them as no more gap bags. Or, or that I was actually going to say, uh, I do see apprentices come in here looking like no more gap rags. Yeah, of course. And <laughs> you know, change the shirts out, guys. Yeah. You know, if you're working in the new sector, New housing, yeah, okay. But it's every just, time they go to the bottle yeah, shop yeah. on a Friday that's afternoon, all people see. Right, they go down to the to the shops. They do this, they do that. Like I remember, man, when I was at the tools, I would never get out of painting clothes, and most of the traders are the same. Yep, because they feel comfortable. That's yeah. You know, you wrap your package. What what you are yep. comfortable at work in? That's how you carry yourself. Exactly. And so give them, you know, like even if they're give them good shirts, give them good shirts. And they give them five, six. Give them a hat. Give them a hat. It's 20 bucks to have it. Don't go paint manufacturer. Right, don't give them a Torben's hat. Don't give them a what you're doing is, All you're doing is representing, you know, you're not promoting your brand, you're promoting their brand. Well, that's why they're giving it to you. Give it to you. Exactly. They're not stupid. You know, it's, 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 once again, everything falls back into that marketing. The more you get to go and spend 200 bucks and get some magnets for the side of your vehicle or the back of your, you know, even offer to put it on your boys' trucks or your let, girls' trucks. Let's just say you like to go out on a Friday night with, you, with your girl or your boy or whatever. Yep. <laughs> your girl or your boy. <laughs> uh, you go out with your boy and, uh, yeah, sorry. Um, you go out with, with, with your partner and uh, you like to wear uh, that Ralph Lauren freaking Calvin Klein. Okay. Yep. Go to David Jones. Spend five, six hundred dollars on some Calvin Klein or whatever it is that you buy, and then go and get a freaking embroidered logo. And then all of a sudden, all of that designer shit becomes tax deductible. Yep. Okay, great. Yeah, allegedly, you check with your accountant. <laughs> That's not accountant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, go and talk. Go and talk to your accountant. But the reality is, is why would you go around advertising Fubu or Nike? Or Calvin Klein, when you should be advertising your own personal freaking brand because that's what gets you a return in the marketplace. You that's know, what pays your bills. That's what pays your bills. Put the signage and the logo everywhere you can. Yep. And if you don't, if you have a crappy logo and you're using a logo like John's Painting ABN one two three four, like come on, man, like get a bit more original. Maybe do something that the customer might want. You know, maybe you only service builders. You might call it best builders painter in Melbourne. I don't know, like. Yeah, this is your business. You do what you want, but yeah. advertise that everywhere. And then maybe when a supervisor drives past your truck, he goes, oh, yeah, best builder's painter in Melbourne. I need a painter. Hey, bro, can you do my painting? You're like, yeah, cool. I'll keep working for 32 minutes. Awesome. Yep. Yeah. 32? You get 32 in Melbourne. Oh, yeah. You're not still well. Can what I've heard. Can't after dinner. <laughs> <laughs> and a 65 bucks day. So, you know, so, yeah, as we, we actually said at the beginning of this, there's a lot in the marketing side. You know, we haven't even gone down the, the rabbit hole of um, Facebook marketing and ads and how to do that and all of those sorts of things. And once again, they can be like Google and they can just be money, bit, money, bit, money, bit, unless you, you actually work out ways of doing it, which... Okay, well, think of this, right? So... Uh, if I never used a spray gun before, mm-hmm. okay, let's put it in an analogy that you know people working with their hands. Yep. Okay. I've never used a spray gun before, so I am which, but I've heard it, through the grapevine, if I use a spray gun, like I'm going to up my production like 
tenfold. Okay. Yeah. And I make more money. Awesome. Yeah. Very cool. So then I go to, to Dulux and I buy, a, I don't know, a 595, 695. Oh, whatever. Uh, yeah, so, so I go to Dulux and I say, oh, what's what's the, the going around a spray gun? And like, they show you this little low boy and you're like, yeah, nah. What's the big one? And you're like, yeah, I'll finance that. Yeah, that's right. Six grand. So I don't know what it is, right? Yep. And those tips, yeah, what are those tips? Yeah, it's right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> that's my idea. You've never done this shit before, right? Yep. All right, great. Then you get it back home, you look at it, you have a beer, you literally stare at it, and then you've got no idea. And then the first job you take it to, you literally get paint shit everywhere, you fuck all the carpet. And it's like you, you end up with a $10,000 public liability claim. What have I done? So it hasn't happened. Um, back in the day, we were doing these units, as a side story, we're doing these units, right? And this builder was like, I don't know, like, didn't know about this guy. But anyway, he had Rio, Rio bars hanging out of the, um, hanging out of the block work. And we had our uh, Wagner SF31 with like 30 meters of hose that were units. So we had it out front. Anyway, they had Acra, Acra text, you know, that, that, that trail Trail texture. texture. And it was all pre-tinted. Okay. So it was all pre-finished. And, uh, yeah, we were inside spraying all day. And then all of a sudden, like spraying set finished coat and it was all on the ceilings. And just lost pressure. What the fuck? And, and then we start going upstairs, and all you can hear is stop, stop, stop. And the the hose has been like rubbing all day on the side of this freaking Rio, right? It blew. It blew. A, it blew a hole in the hose. <laughs> we had it up to like three thousand psi. Like, cause we're like just got a five seventeen that's old and blown out, just fucking plowing. <laughs> anyway. This hose is just whipped. Yep. Spraying paint everywhere. Oh, it, it went everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> this builder's turned up, like we've like cleaned up. It's it's fine. Like, right. and, <laughs> and then he turns up the next day and he calls up and he loses it. It's like, dude, that's why we've got public liability. Man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They'll, they'll, they'll pay the 500 bucks <laughs> on this one. And it was all over the driveway. It was all over the uh, the Acrochet, and it was two meter high wall, uh, you know, two story high walls. Two story walls. walls. And you know, you can't pay that shit. Right? Anyway, yeah, it was, it's, it's, a, it's a run over. And um, so, anyway, you know, from that point in time, whenever we seen Rio, we're like, yeah, nah, that doesn't go wrong. With we know that work with it, with the spray hose. Anyone would be like, yeah, that's pretty common sense. Yeah, okay, cool. Um, you don't know what you don't know. And so, anyway, when it comes to marketing. Those same ways that you get on your trike and then you fall and break your face, mm-hmm. those same learning lessons, we're prepared to go through those learning lessons as tradespeople and craftsmen to make the adjustment. And then, like, over time, you know, you know, I'll spend five grand and it might take me three years to get that back and then I'll learn, I'll spend 150 hours to learn kind of how to use it yeah. incrementally. This is the same as saying I'll spend hundred dollars a day, or I'll spend fifty dollars a day, and then I'll spend hundred dollars a day, and then I'll get better, and then I'll break my face, and I'll lose five grand, and then I'll go, okay, I'll go again. That mm-hmm. ten- tenacity. It's either that, or you just pony up and spend four grand a month on an agency, mm-hmm. like you know. So different strokes for different folks, and so yeah. And this is why agencies will charge, like especially the good ones, they will charge an exorbitant <laughs> amount. But they can, they can, because they know they're going to get results at the end of the day and they've got people out there that are willing to pay it that don't want to educate or aren't, aren't worried about educating themselves and doing it themselves because they're a craftsman, they're not a business person. I don't blame them the, for charging you. And no. what they're providing is value. Like yeah. for every $1 you put into advertising, because of our magical skills, I will generate you $5 back. Mm-hmm. Like that's pretty freaking valuable. That's it. So, if, you know, so, so if you're spending four grand a month with them <laughs> and you're getting 20 grand back, it's not a bad return, but it's yeah. still pretty good. It's better than the stock market. Yeah. It's better than, I mean, you've still got to pay your wages. You've still got to pay everything else out. You've still got the other things. Yeah. So you've got to sit down and work. You've, got to, you've got to understand you've all the other costs. Like cost positive. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So you've got to understand all those other costs and, and that you're quoting the work correctly. Well, you put it into this concept, right? So. Uh, you put your investment money into a rental property. Yep. Oh, great. So even cash flow positive. Yeah. 
So you're putting all of this, this liability and risk up front in the hope to sell something to get some capital gains. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so what what marketing, what, what the marketing world is suggesting is why not back yourself? Why not spend the money on your business? That's why you got into business, to make it make something out of yourself. Do a return on investment, make yep. some money for every one dollar and you get 10, 15, 30 dollars out. Whereas if you put that same money, if you was to go to work, take your one dollar or ten dollars or thousand dollars or whatever it is, and put that in the stock market, well, this year alone you would have lost 20, 30%. Hmm. Just straight away. Yep. So you're better off losing it and learning something than just handing it over. Than just handing it over, right? Yep. Um, and if you're like you're saying, you're investing in yourself, you're investing in your business, you're investing in your potential growth. Well, the, well, well, you know, at the end of the day, that's what it comes down to. You're not relying on other people, you're relying on you to actually do the job. Well, that's right. You, you, you're gaining a valuable skill. I'm not saying that the skills that you have are not valuable. They're valuable in a physical sense. You're a contractor, you're a painter, you're a tiler. You've got a physical skill set. That will diminish over time when your body breaks down. Yeah. It, it's what's going to happen. So you need to acquire different skills over the life cycle of your business, of your career. And who knows? You may be so educated in marketing where you're like, yeah, I'll make 200 grand a year working for an agency. I don't know. Mm -hmm. like, who knows? Yeah. You know, career path changes. Career pathway changes. This no about that. <laughs> it, happens. it happens. Yeah. Like, and so, you know, it's not uncommon for business owners to start a business just because they hated what they did. A tiler that starts a tiling business, he starts off as a tiler, hates freaking tiling. By the age of 30, his knees are gone, his ACL's gone, his back's gone, but he loves to sell. He loves to sell jobs. Mm. He's a natural great estimator. Comes a great salesperson. Yep. Perth estimator for or sales slash, yeah. And then he starts doing that. He's like, you know what? I'll sell real estate. I make more than sell real estate. There you go. But it, this, these things have universal skills. Uh, that's exactly right. They're universal skills that translate across multi because they're principles and concepts that translate through every day. Yep. Yep. Well, on that note, mate. Yeah. No, we hope that you've. Uh, Got a little bit out of the day. It's, oh, man, we're, we're, we're covering some stuff. It's, look, as we said, we'll, this one's a big one, and we'll yeah. we'll look at delving into some tighter parameters and just pick a particular stream and look at maybe going down that in the future. So um, yeah, Happy so, out of it. yep, I certainly did. Cool. Everyone else did. So until next time, um, have fun. Enjoy we'll catch your up soon. See you later, guys. Thanks. Bye. Guys, I hope you enjoyed uh, this episode of the Payers Podcast where we spoke about the marketing and stuff like that. Now, as we said, there's a whole bunch of things to unwrap. We're probably going to do some other episodes in the future. If you did like the episode, give us a thumbs up. Give us some feedback. We're always willing to listen to the feedback. And look, this content is quite hard to come up with. So if you can give us some ideas of what you'd like to hear from us, it would be much appreciated. Enjoy the rest of your day. And I hope you got something out of it.